Hallelujah. We love your presence, Lord. We love to be in your presence. We love how your spirit invades us and transforms us. This fills us and infuses us with heaven. And we worship before you and honor you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So just allow his presence to surround you, and we're just going to go into the word this morning. I didn't get to preach for most of January, so I'm glad to be back. This morning I want to continue where I was preaching from regarding the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of heaven, living in the kingdom. I've prepared notes. Those will come to you in an email so that you can look at them, have scripture references and whatnot, so that I don't have to be bound to them. That's the way I, that's the way I seem to be able to do it, so... Hallelujah. I want to start off with um, some statements here. And they're just gleaning from the, the past times that I've talked to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just so thankful to you, Holy Spirit, that you are here and that you're present and that you're working among us. And so delighted and so dependent. Just delighted and dependent. Love you. Worship. Hallelujah. We receive you this morning. Come and invade every heart and every life. Hallelujah. And I say that every heart, every mind will be open. Hallelujah. And the effects will be changed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So this statement, first of all, it's vital that we begin to grasp the difference between living as citizens and heirs of the kingdom of heaven and living as members of an organized religion. Those involved in religion can receive religious instruction, adhere to tenets of faith, be devoted to rituals and observances, but know nothing of living in the kingdom of heaven under the direction and the influence of the Holy Spirit. There must be a direct engagement with the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven is a reality completely immersed in, influenced, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Outside of the person of the Holy Spirit, we cannot experience or live in the reality of the kingdom of heaven. Living in and under his influence, being influenced and affected by his power, is the kingdom of heaven. So why is this important? Because the distinguishing mark of those who belong to the kingdom of heaven is not their membership in a religious organization or even a Christian denomination. Their distinctive is to be born from above of the Spirit of God, to be taught, guided, directed, filled, empowered, transformed, and set apart for God through the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. It is vital, I believe, that we stop viewing Jesus Christ through the lens of being the leader of a religious organization he never came to establish. I believe that we need to begin to view Jesus through the lens of of Him being our Master and Teacher, our Lord and our King. And we being His disciples, 
apprentices and followers of his way of life, citizens of his kingdom, those living under his lordship, who have committed themselves to become like their master, to take their place in and work for the advancement of his kingdom that he came to establish. It is possible to attend church faithfully, participate in its programs, even serve within its leadership and still know nothing of becoming like Christ, of living to advance the kingdom of heaven under the direction and the influence of the Holy Spirit. It is possible to work, to build a church, to cause church growth to happen, to build an exciting place where there's programs that are flourishing and there be no movement of the Holy Spirit within that place. That is not the kingdom of heaven and that is not what Jesus Christ came to establish. Jesus modeled for his disciples living under the direction and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's all he did. It's how he accomplished so much within such a short period of time. It's how he not only announced the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but absolutely established it. It was through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not until his baptism, when the Holy Spirit came and rested upon him, did Jesus' ministry begin, though he was the Son of God. Not until he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil and then came out victorious in the power of the Spirit, did Jesus announce, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he began to move in miracles, signs, and wonders. It was the anointing of the Holy Spirit that empowered his ministry. And before Jesus left, he instructed his disciples that they would not be left as orphans, but the Holy Spirit would be sent in his name. And the coming of the Holy Spirit, not only would the presence and the power of God be with them, but Christ himself would be with them and in them. And it is vital that we understand that Jesus said it was to our advantage that he would no longer be physically here in the earth realm. Because the Holy Spirit could not come until Christ was ascended to his Father's throne. But now every believer across the face of the earth can know the indwelling of Christ and the empowering of his Spirit so that his church, the ecclesia, the citizens of the kingdom of heaven can be empowered by his Spirit can move and announce that the kingdom of heaven is at hand in a far more extensive and far greater reaching way and with far greater reaching effects than they ever could have had if Christ had have remained here physically in the flesh. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The most important person on the face of the earth today is the person of the Holy Spirit. So just in, in reviewing a little of what I've said, when I am, as a pastor, looking at people, engaging with people, talking with people, and I'm, I'm listening with my spirit to, to see what the health and what the life of Christ is like within that person, I am not interested in how involved they are in church, whether they're in leadership. I am not in, uh, interested in how much Bible training they have and how much doctrine they know. 
That doesn't interest me at all. I am looking for one thing. I am looking for the evidence and the sound. Oh, there's a sound. Oh, there's a sound within the heart that comes out of the mouth of a person and it emanates from the life of a person who is engaged with the Holy Spirit. You can, you can hear, they begin talking about their encounters with Him. They begin talking about how He's speaking to them. They begin talking about the areas in their lives that He's addressing and changing. You can sense in their voice that He's stirring within them a transformation and a change. And He's calling them to a higher way of thinking and a higher way of living. And He's calling them out of themselves. And He's calling them to love. And He's calling them to mission. And He's calling them to passion. It's the work of the Holy Spirit within their lives and without that it's just dead religion and I watch people I watch people who have known the dynamic of the spirit slip down into a dead religious mode and it creates great red flags in me because no matter what you have known of the spirit in the past you have to keep up a dynamic relationship with him as I was sitting over there worshiping the scripture came to me Or do you not know that you are temples of the Holy Spirit? And this is what God said to me. He said, who was Paul addressing that to? He was addressing it to believers who were not understanding the stewardship that they had of the indwelling presence of God within them. And so their behavior was not lining up with a reverence for the presence of God within them. And he said, Bob, understand... He comes to live in broken vessels before they have it together. It wasn't if you don't get your act together, He won't come and dwell. No, He's come to dwell inside of you. Now you need to align your sense of identity and how you live that out with the fact that He has come to dwell inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He comes in on the basis of the finished work of Christ and the shed blood that has caused you to be cleansed and made holy. Hallelujah. Righteous before the eyes of God. And on that basis, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of broken vessels who have not yet broken the patterns of sin within their lives. To empower them. To empower them. The Holy Spirit is the most important person on the face of the earth today. He is the most important person on the face of the earth today. And you cannot live in, operate in, experience the kingdom of heaven without the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Hallelujah. This morning as I was praying, I was looking at the scripture, that this scripture that I read to you, that unless I leave... The Holy Spirit cannot come. And Peter said, on the day of Pentecost, exalted to the right hand of the Father, He has sent forth this Spirit, which you now see. You see the manifestation of. In an earlier scripture it said that that Jesus was speaking of the Spirit that had not yet been given because Christ had not yet been exalted. So the coming of the Holy Spirit upon us as believers is a a direct result of Christ being exalted to the right hand of the Father 
so that His reign can come in the heart. The kingdom of heaven is the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is not here nor there. The kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of heaven is the direct result of the Holy Spirit living within your life. Because the Holy Spirit living in your life gives you a direct connection with the throne of heaven. Oh, hear this. Hear this. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit within you gives you a direct connection with the throne of heaven. So you as a believer anywhere, in any situation, can tap the throne of heaven. You can receive divine direction and guidance from Him. You can receive from Him an empowerment to reign over the influences of the enemy so that your responses in every any situation is a reflection of heaven, is a reflection of the character of Christ, and is not a reaction to what's happening around you. You have a power inside of you. Greater is He that is in you. That is the person of the Holy Spirit, the Christ living in you. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Not only do you have a direct connection with the throne, with Christ Himself, but you have a direct connection with the heart of the Father. In any situation that you're going through, as you're, as you're going through it and you're, you're learning to stand there in faith and to believe in God's purpose for your life, hallelujah, and you believe in His call on your life, and you're allowing Him to form in you the character of Christ and to build in you an endurance of faith, right there in that moment, the Bible says the Holy Spirit pours the love of the Father into your heart. Hallelujah. He's there affirming to you. Hallelujah. That you are children of God. Oh, I love the scripture that says the Spirit, and remember, I'm not trying to get you scripture references right now. You're going to get the notes. You look up the references then. I'm just letting something go here. I'm letting something go because the Holy Spirit just simply said, I want you to announce that the most important person on the face of the earth is the Holy Spirit. Get engaged with Him. No matter what level you're engaged with Him right now, go for more. Hallelujah. It's not a matter of working things up. It's not a matter of working things up. Just know He is the most important person on the face of the earth. Know that engagement and connection with Him is, is absolutely the, in vital, the, the vital umbilical cord to heaven. Hallelujah. And understand that the operation of the Holy Spirit within your life is the kingdom of God. And if you want to live in the kingdom of heaven and operate in the kingdom of heaven, it must be through a vital connection with the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says that God has put the spirit of sonship within our hearts. He witnesses to us that we are children of God. Hallelujah. And He causes a cry to come from our heart that says, Abba, Father. You know what that, that cry from your heart is? Father, I love you. Father, I love you. Father, I know your love for me. I believe in your love for you, me. And I love you, Father. And I desire to please you. That's not natural. That's not natural to someone who is not his son. But someone who has been changed, transformed, is born again, born from above, is a child of God. The Holy Spirit comes within their hearts. And this cry begins to rise. I don't have to try and make myself... Oh, this is, this is incredible. 
you are no longer a slave trying to obey laws that are not natural to you to do. You are no longer sinners bound under sin trying to hold up the burden of keeping the law which is completely foreign to who you are. That's not happening anymore. You have been born again by the Spirit of God. You have been born from above. Your nature has changed. You are a new creation. You have a new heart and you have a new spirit living inside of you. And that spirit of God has the, the spirit of God has come to live inside of you. And he is communing with your spirit and he is causing a cry to come forth from you from your new nature that says, Father, I love you. Father, I desire to please you. Haven't you ever, haven't you noticed that when you're messing up, something in you is crying and saying, but I want to live for God? Okay, that's not your sin nature, that's your new nature empowered by the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you can't live and please God if you haven't been born from above. You can't live and please God if it's not your nature to do. You can't live and please God without the power of His Spirit inside of you, creating this desire, this longing, hallelujah, within you. Oh, Father, dear Father. Father, dear Father. I long to please You. I long to live for You. That comes from the Spirit of God. And I'll tell you, when you're dry... When you're not connected with the Spirit, when, when, when that's not there, oh, it's a struggle. Oh, it's a struggle because the joy isn't rising up. The sense of His presence and power isn't rising up in you. I tell you, you spend time, I'm not talking about working something up. I'm just, Father, I love you. Father, you're good to me. You just begin to allow Bible says, be filled with the Spirit, just singing to you. Isn't it crazy that He chose singing? Or speaking yourself. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly, speaking to yourselves. As Father, hallelujah. Lord, You promised to never leave me or forsake me. I love You. Thank You that You're with me. Hallelujah. As, as you begin to develop the relationship, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, He's, make Him the most important most important. Most important. Hallelujah. Most important. Hallelujah. He is the most important person on the face of the earth right now. Hallelujah. I just feel like he wants to just keep underlining this. This is one of these awkward places where I go, okay, I could, I'm repeating something. Hallelujah. He is the most important person on the face of the earth right now. He's the most important. Whatever degree you have come to have a relationship with Him, you need to go deeper. You need to develop this relationship. It's just keeping your heart open to Him in worship. Just communing with Him. Just praying, allowing the prayer and the Spirit to flow from you. Just keep it open. Just keep it open. Keep it flowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says, if you through the Spirit put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. You will live. Hallelujah. I have old inclinations that are in me. 
Here's what you're going to find out. If you keep your relationship with the Holy Spirit okay, open and growing, your desire to do the things of the flesh just begins to die. They just begin to die. He's not saying, pray in the Spirit and then try really hard to not, not do... No, 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 no. No, no. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you are looking to Him in dependence, hallelujah, then things just begin to die. Old desires begin to die, new desires begin to arise inside of you. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. Old desires begin to die, new desires begin to arise in you. Hallelujah. Old desires begin to die, new desires begin to arise within you. Because you have allowed the Holy Spirit just to fill you up. He's your source. He's your life. He's your friend. He's the one you're communing with. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just stop for a second. I want to pray in the Spirit. Why don't you pray in the Spirit too? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is, this is what's going on in my heart. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit said to me, I did a really good job of writing my notes. You have everything in those notes that you need. What he wants to do is he wants to, he wants to do some healing this morning. He wants to do some impartation this morning. Let me say this. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people. He came upon them in order for them to be able to fulfill assignments. There was calling and destiny that, that was on their lives. The Holy Spirit came upon them to fulfill assignments. The Bible says that he, the Holy Spirit was on Moses. We don't read about that at the burning bush that anybody anointed him, but later on, as Moses was dealing with all the complaints that were coming from the children of Israel, it says that, that Moses turned to God and said, why do I have to put up with all these crybabies? These are your children. Why do I have to put them to my breast until they get done whining and complaining? They're yours. You feed them. He says, if, if I have to keep putting up with this, I'm going to die. That's basically what he said. In fact, if you love me, kill me. That's where he was at. That's where he was at. And God said, I want you to bring 70 other out. I want you to stand, have them stand. I'm going to speak to them. And then I'm going to take my spirit off of you and I'm going to put it on them. But two of them didn't show up because uh, only 68 showed up. Two of them were back in the camp. But when the Holy Spirit came... On those that were selected, the two in the camp got the Holy Spirit on them too, and they all prophesied. That was the evidence. They all just began to prophesy. Outside the camp and inside the camp, they were all prophesying. The Holy Spirit was on them. Because they were now being aside to carry the burden. So that when people with all their problems and issues were dealing with them, Moses didn't have to deal with everybody, but now you had 70 others that were going to be handling this assignment. They were going to have to have the wisdom and understanding and discernment from God. And for that assignment, God took the Spirit off of Moses and He distributed on the 70. And then Joshua came running up because the two were prophesying in the camp. And he said, Moses, those two that didn't show up, they're back in the camp prophesying. And Moses said, are you worried about me? Like, are you worried about me? I would to God that the whole camp prophesied. 
Oh man, what a pastor, what, what, what a joy for a pastor's heart. I wish everybody came to church anointed and prayed up. I wish everybody came to church with a sense of assignment and calling. I wish everybody came to church, hallelujah, tapped into the Holy Spirit and ready to move. Oh, I wish everybody prophesied. I wish everybody was receiving revelation. I wish I could, I could talk to each one. I love it when I'm talking to somebody and they're, they've received revelation and they're talking to me and I just sit there like a little student, just sapping it up from them. Oh, that everybody, the anointing of God came on those artisans that had to do all of the, the fine uh, work of gold in the, in the temple and all of, all of the weaving came on them for their assignment. The anointing of God came on Saul for his assignment. The anointing of God came on David for his assignment. Rested on him during the entire time of his assignment. Saul, when his, his heart turned in rebellion against God, the Spirit of God was removed from him. Spirit of God was upon Elijah. How do I know? Because Elijah says, I want a double portion of that Spirit. We never hear of when Elijah was anointed, but he was anointed by the Spirit for the assignment he was called to. Some of you have assignments that have not yet been activated in you because you haven't pursued exposure to the Spirit of God. God wants to activate And in fact, I think this morning God wants to activate some things. That's why I just spent a little time there. Hallelujah. You'll get it all in the notes. All the scriptures, all the background, you'll get that in the notes. Hallelujah. But this morning, another thing he was saying to me this morning was this. This is just random. I had to speak like this once at Elam. They never called me to speak again. But I know I fulfilled my assignment. And it is far better for me to get the applause of God than it is the applause of men. And this morning I'm doing my assignment. Hallelujah. God said to me this morning to tell my people, I have by the power of my Spirit to deliver you and set you free. Hallelujah. Don't continue to allow those areas in your life those areas of brokenness, those areas of woundedness, those areas where you're holding on to lies and you know because the net effect of them in your life is depression, is self-loathing, is, is a sense of inferiority, is fear. You know the negative impressions because nothing that is coming from the truth of God will produce the negativity in you, will produce the bondage in you. God says, stop allowing yourself to stay in that bondage. Begin to pursue my spirit. Begin to pursue it on your own in my presence. Begin to pursue your spirit in ministry that flows through my servants. But do not stay in your brokenness because I have assignments on each one of your lives. I have calling and I have, I have fruit and harvest to bring forth from your life. But I cannot because you will not. Hallelujah. Has nothing to do with his love. The reason why he would say that so clearly to you is because he loves you and understand his, his love for you does not leave you where you're at. His love for you embraces you where you're at, but his love for you wants to work change and transformation so that you would be set free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I don't know how this is going to work this morning, but I just simply believe that God wants to 
heal. God wants to release. God wants to empower this morning. God wants to activate. His Holy Spirit is here right now. He's been, he's been heavy all morning long. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I don't know. If that sounds like a call to you, I want you to come up here. Hallelujah. And we're just going to release the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God.